You're about to listen to a message from the Father's Church. The Father's Church is an assembly of believers committed to revealing the fatherhood of Almighty God to this generation through sound biblical teachings and corresponding moral conduct. This message will challenge, encourage, and propel you to fulfill your purpose and live that life that God originally designed for you as revealed in His Word. Be blessed as you listen. So we go to Romans chapter 2. I'm reading from verse 1 and I'm reading the New King James Version. Therefore, you are inexcusable, O man, whoever you are who judge. For in whatever you judge another, you condemn yourself. For you who judge practice the same things. But we know that the judgment of God is according to truth against those who practice such things and do you think this oh man who judge those practicing such things and doing the same that you will escape the judgment of God or do you despise the riches of his goodness forbearance and long suffering not knowing that the goodness of God leads you to repentance but in accordance with your hardness and your impenitent heart you are treasuring up for yourself wrath in the day of wrath and revelation of the righteous judgment of God who will render verse 6 says to each one according to his deeds verse 7 eternal life to those who by patient continuance in doing good seek for glory honor and immortality but to those who are self-seeking and do not obey the truth but obey unrighteousness he will give them indignation and wrath tribulation and anguish on every soul of man who does evil of the jew first and also of the greek but glory honor and peace to everyone who works what is good to the Jew first and also to the Greek. For there is no partiality with God. Can somebody say amen to that? Amen. Not too long ago, I was speaking at a funeral on the subject, the reapers are angels. You know, when God comes for the final judgment, the people who are going to do the separation, they will be angels. That's what Jesus said. And you know, many people haven't thought of why they would be angels. You know, if they were human beings, say you and I standing and your friend is coming, what are you going to say to me? <laughs> nah, just close eye. Because this, my friend, cannot go to hell. Please, let him just, uh, eh, please. And then when my own friend is coming, you to you close eye. <laughs> And you know what is going to happen? If you put Catholics to separate, only Catholics will go to heaven. <laughs> you put Pentecostals, he said this one is not genuinely born again. <laughs> but the angels, they will be the ones separating. You know, the preacher told a story of the, 
a gathering of uh, believers and the judgment was going on and they found a man that was really very very religious in their lifetime and they said you see that door written hell go there ah that was a protest no not that man no not that man no we know him uh, very well uh, he's a very serious uh, christian then the angel called the man do you want us to play some of your video or would you rather just go quietly? The man said, I'll go quietly. <laughs> Someone praise the Lord. Now, the challenge before all men is to know, particularly those who come to church, is to know the liberating truth of God. Come, come to church, come worship. But you don't really know the truth. And that's why our Lord Jesus Christ said to the Jews who believe in him, if you continue in my teachings, what is going to happen? You will know the truth. And the moment you do know the truth, you will be what? You will be free. You see? Liberating truth, we call it. The Apostle Paul was saying to the Jews who claim to know the truth in this passage we have read, they know the truth about all the sins that make God very angry. Like sexual immorality, idolatry, and all manners of sexual perversions. He said to them, it is not about knowing the truth. No, it is about living the truth. You can know the truth. Many people know the truth. In fact, unbelievers, they know the truth better. So that is if you claim to be a believer... And you're doing certain things. They say, nah. I thought I heard you say you were born again. Which kind of born again is this one? Yes, they will tell you. They will tell you. So whether you're a Jew or a Gentile, what matters? As far as God is concerned is to stay away from sin. No matter who you are, stay away from sin. Stay away. The Apostle Paul noted in verse 4, if God has not judged you, because that's well, what confuses many people. But I know a man. He's really terrible. He does all kinds of things. But he seems to be doing very well. His health is fine. I never see him in the hospital. I never see him anywhere. You know. And the man, you can even be heard to say, well, you people are just uh, praying, praying, praying in that church. Look at me. I don't go to church. But nothing has... Uh, yes, everything is doing, going on well for me. You know. So you see... Paul is saying, if you see somebody like that, what you should know is that God in his infinite mercy is giving him opportunity to what? Repent. Yes, so. You see, hell was not built for man. You know, our Lord Jesus Christ said hell was built for the devil and his angels. Yes. But do you know what the prophet Isaiah said? He said there's a construction boom in hell. He said, hell has enlarged its uh, borders. Why? Because, you see, it was built for angels. They, they were comfortable there, you know, in their dungeons. But all of a sudden, so many human beings are wanting to come. And there's been a construction boom in hell. You know? If God has not judged you for your sins, it is because he wants to give you the opportunity to repent and turn around. Can somebody say Amen. In verse 5, the apostle noted that those who refuse to repent, 
They're storing up wrath to be revealed when God is ready to judge them. You know? For God will render to every man according to what? His deeds. You know, do you know that many people don't know why God keeps an accurate record? You know, they don't know how. They keep wondering, how can God know everything about everybody and everything they're thinking? You know, I said to many people, if sin did not include thought, what people think, if it doesn't include it, uh, then many people might claim that they're really holy. But if it includes what they think, ah, <laughs> they ask Billy Graham, um, you will be married for so long, you know? So did you ever think of divorce? Did you ever contemplate divorce? Billy Graham said, no, never. But I did contemplate murder. You know, many people don't know, they don't, they don't understand that. He said, you cannot remarry except your wife dies. <laughs> you know, so you see, people think all sorts. That's why Solomon said, there is not a man alive that does not uh, sin. No, no. So what is important is to understand genuine repentance. Many people don't understand genuine repentance at all. You know, you see husband and wife, they're both Christians. Every day they abuse each other. They'll quarrel. Talk all sorts. And then after they say, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Sorry is not repentance. So. No, sorry is not repentance. No. Because I can come and steal your 200 naira. But if you catch me, I say, I'm very sorry. I'm sorry. You look away, I, took, I take 500. You catch me, I say, oh, I'm really... Uh, you look away again, I take 1,000. You say, ah, I know you may not believe me, but I want you to know that I'm genuinely... <laughs> you look away, I take 2,000. You catch me again, you say, nah. Even me, myself, Claire, I don't think I believe myself, but I can tell you I'm still very... Yes, so sorry is not repentance. A lot of people are sorry, but... You can be sure tomorrow they will do it. Uh, yes, that's not repentance. Repentance is sorry. I will not do it. Uh -huh. That's how relationships improve. You see, if you don't add that bit, I will not do it again. Ah, then that repentance is not genuine. It is not genuine. Okay? Then the Apostle Paul said, those who patiently, patiently is the word, continue doing what is good. In other words, it's not as simple as that. You know, my brother said he had a friend. They were all, both of them, very indignant against this bribery and corruption that goes on in Nigeria. Then he said after some time, he didn't see the man again. The next time he saw him, he was wearing a badder and carrying a briefcase. Say, ah, now, what is happening? He said, look, I can't die for Nigeria. I have tried uh, my... Yes, so. So, you have joined them? Yes, so. I have to join them. I have to survive. It's not easy. But to continue and say, that thing that wants to happen tomorrow, let it happen.
today, uh-uh, why are you waiting? Happen today. Uh, defiant. Ah, it's not easy. Because when you grow defiant, you know, some people say, well, if you grow defiant like uh, Daniel, uh, the lion may not, uh, will not eat you. Some preachers will guarantee you that the lion will not eat you. I cannot guarantee that too. No. Only God can guarantee that. Yes. I can guarantee that God will hear you. God will save you. But when he will save you, maybe the lion has brought his teeth to your hand before he will save you. And nobody knows. So all these guarantees people are giving, give it is correct. But it doesn't say what God will actually do. Because some things happen to some people and you go to God and it's like, I'm fully aware of it. It's not an accident. Mm-hmm. So one woman died. The husband was grieving. He said, Pastor, grieving. The Holy Spirit said to me, tell him it was her finest hour. You know how they look at it? They don't look at us in time. They look at us in eternity. So they look at somebody. They look at where they are. They say, "Ah, better come now. Because in the next year, everything will uh, fall apart. Yes, that's how they look. You know, they would rather you go to heaven now than wait next year and go to hell. Ah, no. They don't need you in hell. So that's why these are all the principles that people need to know. So that when you are living your life, you are living it like we will see tomorrow in the consciousness of eternity. Okay? I'm not, this world is just to garner experience for eternity. Okay? But important thing is everybody is living for eternity. How I will end up, you know, when you are living for eternity, the greatest concern is how will he greet me? You know, how will he greet me? Will he say, well done, thou good and uh, faithful servant. Yes, it's that handshake that everybody's working for. Well done, thou good and faithful servant. You know, because he would have seen all that you did. He would have seen the motives behind it. The Bible says that when Jesus comes to judge, all the hidden things will be revealed. You might see me. I have um, built a large congregation, built so many churches. And then I, I go to heaven. Nobody sees any of those things. Say, ah, you didn't see all the churches I started? Say, no. I thought you started them to be famous. So you became famous. So you have already collected the... Yes, you've collected, you became famous. The whole thing was to become famous and you, be, you became famous. And everybody hailed you. So there's nothing left here to collect. You see, so that's why eternity is very important. But we'll talk about that tomorrow. Okay? For those who are patiently continuing doing good works, spending their days in pursuit of glory, honor, and what? Immortality. Three things, you know, they are so focused that they're thinking about glory, honor, and immortality. How many people are thinking about that today? No, they're thinking about Jeep, private... Uh, uh, nah, nah. Well, like they say what one girl said um, to another, you know, when you enter the plane to travel, do you turn left or right? <laughs> 
I said, they turn right to. <laughs> you, know, you know what that means now? Oh, you don't know what it means? I'm sure you know what it means. If you turn right, you're going to economy now. <laughs> How can you say you don't know what it means? <laughs> if you turn left, you're going to business class and first class. And one lady told me, it's when you turn left, that's when the holiday begins. <laughs> you know, things that matter to people is amazing. It is literally amazing. So those who are self-seeking and self-indulgent, they will face the wrath of God in due time. In due time, that's where the problem is. They don't think that it will come, you know, but in due time, they will, certainly. So, let us go to our subject in verse 7. God will give eternal life to those who by patient continuance in doing good, good, they seek for glory. Honor and immortality. So what exactly does this mean? And how can you and I join this group? Because you see, that's what you and I need. I must join this group that are seeking glory, honor, and what? Immortality. Yes, I must join them. Because in the end, that's what matters. You know, one of the tragedies of life is that people kill, steal, do all sorts to gain things that when they die, they will leave them. Yes, so, you know, the preacher told about a man who went to hell and he has accumulated so much wealth, you know, by all kinds of methods. Then in hell, he saw how his uh, people were just squandering the money. <laughs> and then he was very annoyed. And he said, you people be careful now. I'm suffering in hell for these things. <laughs> At least the least you can Eh, not this jamboree you are doing. <laughs> Our first stop is to understand what it means to seek after glory by patient continuance in doing good. The first thing we need to know is that there is the glory terrestrial, the one here, and then there is the glory celestial, the one there. Okay? The glory terrestrial. And the glory celestial. Okay? So we go to the glory celestial. So uh, we can move on from there. The glory celestial we see in John 17, verses 4 and 5. Jesus said, I glorified you on earth by completing the task you gave me to do. Then in verse 5. So now, Father, glorify me in your presence with the glory I had with you before the world existed. Yes. Jesus said, I divested myself of this glory when I took on human flesh. Okay? So now that my work here is done, I am ready to re-enter my place as the living word. And so I need you to restore to me the glory celestial, the one in heaven, okay? So it's important. The only thing we need to know about this glory is that when we behold him, that's important to me. When we behold him as he is now in glory, 
we shall be completely transformed into his image and can then share in his glory celestial. Okay? But not before. Not before. This is what we learn from 1 John 3, 2. Dear friends, we are now God's children, but what we will be like hasn't been revealed yet. But we know that when Christ is revealed, we will be like him because we will see him exactly as he is. You know, the Bible says in um, 2 Corinthians chapter 3, it said, when we behold him, okay, we are transformed into his image from glory to glory. Okay, so now, finally, when we see him now in his appearing, and now in the fullness of his glory, what happens to us? We now become like him. Once we see him as he is, we are transformed completely into his image. That's why the Bible says in verse 3 of 1 John chapter 3, that those who have that hope, that one day they will share in the glory of our Lord Jesus Christ. What are they doing today? They are purifying himself just as he is pure. Okay? And that we will share in his glory, we are told. In Romans chapter 8, verse 16, the Spirit himself testifies with our spirit that we are God's children. Now, if we are his children, we are also his heirs. We are God's heirs and heirs together with Christ. If, in fact, we share in his sufferings in order to share his glory. That is it. Okay, while we pass through the earth, we share in the sufferings of Christ. What are these sufferings? Those are the sufferings, number one, that are necessary for us to be conformed into the image of who? Christ. Yes. Okay. Many years ago, I used to say, I don't have patience. So I don't have patience. I don't have patience. See, don't try me. I don't have patience. Then one day, I lost my job and I prayed to God. He told me to go and continue fasting and uh, uh, I fasted and prayed for two weeks. I went back. He said, continue, continue. After another two weeks, I went, he said, continue. I said, I can't continue again. He said, okay, go to that place. Ask them to give you a job. I went there. The man said, okay, okay, okay. Come in two weeks. There's somebody leaving. Somebody is leaving. Come in two weeks. So God said to me, okay, go and continue fasting and praying. Two weeks. So two weeks I got there. Hey, whoa. The man didn't leave again, no. <laughs> <laughs> the man didn't live again. No. <laughs> so I said, Lord, what type of wala is this? He said, you need to go and continue fasting and praying to know the next place to go. Yes. So I prayed and prayed. It's okay. Go to the other one. I went there. The man said, hmm, okay. Come back in two weeks. I will, uh, I will take you. I came back in two weeks. It was in 1917. And he said, ah, this is we don't even know what he's doing, whether he's going or staying. So uh, well, I cannot uh, hire now. Let Obasanjo finally decide whether he's going uh, or staying. Do you know, I was doing this, you know, for nine months. Honestly, 
I couldn't pay my rent. The woman drove me away. <laughs> I was squatting somewhere, you know. Now I have patience, so. Ha! Hey! I have patience very well. Hey! No. You cannot hear me say I don't have patience again. Ah! I've learned my. Yeah. Oh, yes. So there are some sufferings that are designed to get things that don't belong to eternity out of you and I. Oh, yes. Those things inside us cannot go to heaven. So they have to get it out. And then there are other sufferings that are necessary for you and I to be the example to follow. Okay? They say bend or break, bend or break. And people are uh, bending rather than breaking. Then it comes to you, they say, you must not bend though. Rather, take the challenge. So you go there and say, I will neither bend and I will not break. I will not bend, I will not break. And then they pile up the pressure. There are people who will not bend and they will not... Uh, yes, and when you come out of that, you become an inspiration. At least I know a man who didn't break, who didn't bend, and he didn't... Uh, Yes, but if you come to a place, bend or break, bend or break, everybody's bending. I don't have energy. If they break me, I will fall yakata. They told us the story. It's in China. Two people were going around looking for genuine Christian. And what was the test? Everywhere they enter, they will come to you, slap you. Then they watch you. He said, anywhere they slap people, we just slap them with two hands. They said there are no Christians here. Why? Because he said they told us that how to know a Christian is that when you slap them on one cheek, they will turn the other. But since we have been going around, we've never found a one. <laughs> we've never found one. Okay, until one day they came to a church, you know, and they went to a man that was preaching. They slapped him on one. The man stopped, looked at them. Then he turned the other cheek. He said, ah! At last, we found, uh, yes, that is it. Somebody who will be an inspiration. That's sometimes the reason why we suffer. So that others can be encouraged to stand for God, to stand for truth, to stand for justice. Others will be encouraged. Because if everybody is buckling, then there's no inspiration. There must be men and women who are ready to be the inspiration. You know, and because of that, they suffer. That's what the Apostle Paul calls sufferings that remain for the kingdom of God and the gospel of Christ. Sufferings always remain for people who will say, let us shine the light here so that darkness can what? Disappear. Okay? So, that we will share his glory then, the Apostle Paul says, if we suffer with him, we will share the glory. And it is when we share his glory that the full divinity in our redeemed humanity. You know, after the fall, everything fell apart. Genesis 6, 6. And God saw that the imagination of the heart of the man was what? Evil continually. And so the flesh was a mess. But when Jesus put on the flesh, he again brought glory to the flesh. That's why if you read some philosophy, they say the flesh is evil. That you should do your best to destroy it, that the flesh is evil. Indeed. But when Jesus put on flesh, he hallowed the flesh. So that now, 
the flesh can be immortal. Wow! We can attain immortality in the flesh. They will not destroy the flesh. They will just change the flesh. That's why the Bible says, in a twinkle of an eye, we shall be what? Changed. Yes, but you will still look like yourself. People who know you will still know you. But now, you are immortal. That's part of what Jesus did when he put on flesh to restore the flesh to its glory. It is when we share his glory that the full divinity in our redeemed humanity will be revealed. And we shall become the rulers of the earth as it was in the... Psalm 82, 6. I said, you are gods and all of you are children of the Most High. Yes. That's what God created us to be. Gods on the earth. And our duty was to compel creation to do the will of God on earth as it is done in heaven. Yes. That was our original creation. To do the will. So, so many challenges arise when we seek to share his glory. Okay. Now, there are two types of this glory. This is the glory from God. Not the glory that belongs to God. Okay? They're different. The glory from God, that's the one that restores the divinity in our humanity. But the glory that belongs to God, ah, that's the one nobody must touch. Because then you see God's red eye, like the Bible says. Okay? So, we reserve this for later. As we turn now to glory terrestrial. Okay? Let us know that what we pursue is the glory and honor and immortality given by God himself. Okay? Not the glory of God. It's not the glory and honor that are due to God. Okay, now, the glory terrestrial. King David saw the glory terrestrial as the creation of man who was made inferior. You see, those are some of the things every Christian needs to enter into. No matter who you are, once you have that revelation knowledge, ah! You'll be strong. Psalm 8 verse 3. This is today's English version. It says, When I look at the sky which you have made, at the moon and the stars which you set in their places, what are human beings that you think of them? Mere mortals that you care for them. The next statement is very powerful. It says, Yet you made them inferior only to yourself. That's awesome. You know, the old King James Version will say, you made them a little lower than the angels. That is a mistranslation. Somebody has said that when the people who translated King James saw a little lower than God himself, they said, mba kwa, mba, no, no. Please put it, uh, angels, before the people will get confused. No, it is the true thing. He made us inferior in creation only to himself. Yes. And then he crowned us with what? Yes, that is it. That is that glory of that man had that creation. He crowned us with glory and honor. Okay? So that we can rule the world and compel creation to do the will of God on earth as it is done in heaven. Okay? So, 
When God Almighty made man in his own image then, he crowned the man with glory and honor and gave him authority to rule the earth. The man's authority was backed by the power of God. For those of you in the judiciary, you'll know that authority must be backed by power. Okay? If you go to court and there's this young, smallish lady sitting at the uh, uh, bench as judge, and she says to one big man in the dock, I sentence you to life imprisonment. The police comes to the lady and says, Madam, be careful. This man is very dangerous. What do you think the madam will do? She will carry her bag and... uh, Yes. Because if the man said, Madam, you talk to me like that, you talk to me like that, and the police come and say to Madam, Ah, my hand no deal. This man is very rough, he's very dangerous. Ah, the woman will run away because her authority is not backed by power. Yes. If authority is not backed by power, authority itself is in danger. Oh, yes. You are giving orders that nobody is ready to back up. Ah, you are in danger. And that's why, you see, God gave us authority. He didn't give us power. He gave angels power. That's why they can fail and be doing mayhem from hell. But us, he gave us authority. He didn't give us power. And many people need to understand why. The reason is because he wants us to use his own power. Yes. But do you know the meaning of that? We are dependent to. So if you know that authority without power is in danger, you better be in the good books of who? Yes, so. <laughs> you know, that's why they say, whatsoever you bind on earth, it will, it will be bound for you in heaven. Okay, so now you bind the spirit of adultery, you bind the spirit of fornication, you turn around, they're walking about freely. What does he say to you? Nobody bound those spirits. <laughs> you see? And so if you want to bind spirits on earth and for heaven to bring the rope and really bind them, ah, you better be in the good books of God. That's what the whole thing is all about. So that you cannot then go around and be saying, oh, I have power and authority, I have power and authority, and then you'll be doing as you like. Okay, be doing as you like. You'll be like Samson. Samson, the Philistines are there. Come upon you. It's okay. I'll go and shake myself like uh, before. After he shook himself, they carried him and plucked out his eyes. That's, there was no power backing the authority anymore. So everybody needs to understand that. Okay? So he gave us authority, but he retained the power. That's why the scriptures tell us you have overcome them. Because greater is he that is in you than uh, he that is in the world. Yes. But you see, that consciousness keeps you and I sober. I just can't go out. I know I have enemies. You see, every Christian should know that you have enemies. Whether they are human or, or devil. Yes, you have enemies. And you have to be sure of the backing of power. So that when you say, in the name of Jesus, you don't even dare. Heaven will come and uh, endorse you. That's it. So it is that vulnerability that must continue to keep you and I very sober. Very sober. When they say, come and do this, eh? I can't do it too. <laughs> I can't do it. The next time I say, I command you in the name of Jesus, I'll turn around. Nobody is being uh, restrained. Ah, I can't afford it. I can't afford it. You can't afford it either. 
So that's why those who are constantly in pursuit of this glory, they're doing it to ensure that heaven is behind them all the time. You cannot afford not to have heaven behind you. Nobody can afford, particularly a Christian. You can't afford. That's how we derive our own personal incentive to lead holy lives. Glory. That glory, okay, it is the incentive to live godly so that that glory will always back us, okay? After the fall of man, the glory departed. Man was unable to resist the temptations that was all around him. As a result, like the Bible says, all his thoughts and imaginations became evil. When our Lord Jesus came down from heaven, he redeemed, like I said, human nature by putting on a body like us. By putting on a body like us, he brought life and immortality to light through the gospel. That's what the Apostle Paul said to Timothy. Okay? In 2 Timothy 1 verse 8, he said, Do not be ashamed then of the testimony about our Lord or of me, his prisoner, but join with me in suffering for the gospel. Relying on the power of God who saved us and called us with a holy calling. Not according to our works, but according to his own purpose and grace. This grace was given to us in Christ Jesus before the ages began. You know, it didn't just happen, you know, in Israel in AD 33. No, it was there from the beginning. God didn't just start things. He's already finished before he begins. Okay. But it has now been revealed, now it has been revealed through the appearing of our Savior, Jesus Christ, who abolished death and brought life and immortality to light through the what? Gospel. Yes. Can you imagine it? You repent of your sins. You receive Jesus Christ into your life as your Lord and Savior. And then your name enters the book of immortality. So simple. Not complicated at all. But the condition is that you must stay in it too. You don't just enter and then say, I've entered. Like some people say, okay, why will you go to heaven? Um, on August 15, 2020. I gave my life to Christ. Okay, where have you been then? Well, you know, many problems, you know. So you haven't stayed. Well, I keep going out and in. Right now I'm in. But uh, last week I was out. <laughs> there are many people like that. They just, just keep going in and out. <laughs> but you see, the danger about that going in and out, let me tell you a danger. This is a secret for those who go in and out. Big risk. Because you see, if you keep going in and out, in and out, then they will call Angel Michael. Please, look into their record. Oga, if they go out now, they will stay a very long time before they come back. Oya, tell them to come immediately. That is it, too. That's how people die it's all of a sudden. You know, they say, ah, this one that is coming, if he goes out next year, he will not be until he's 95. Oh, we don't have that type of time. For 50 years of uh, unbelief and evil. Oh yeah. Just bring him. Bring him. Yes. So be careful now. Be careful. Don't be going in and out. Too. They told me a story. 
about a girl that was going in and out, in and out, in and out. Then she came in. Then she became so excited about God. She was nothing God. Then one, one weekend, she got sore throat. By Monday, she's dead. I say, I know it. I know it. <laughs> I know it. So don't be doing in and out. Oh. If you take nothing away, take this. Oh. Don't be doing in and out. Oh. They're watching everything. Oh. They're watching everything. That's why the Apostle Paul said, I teach every man. I warn every man as well. So that I may present every man perfect in Christ. Yes. Everybody needs to be warned. Don't live your life like that. They're watching everybody. And you know, the records, like I was trying to tell you, the records is kept by the spirit in you. You know what the Bible says in Proverbs 17, 20? It said, the spirit of the Lord is the candle of God. Okay? He's taking record of everything that's going on. You know, you cannot escape the record of your spirit because without your spirit, you are dead. So you see, a lot of people are walking ignorantly, doing as they like. I said, understand how this world you, are, you live in is organized so that you don't take things for granted. Mm-mm. And you don't go around thinking, well, nobody's seen me. Nobody's seen me. Ah, nobody needs to see you. Your spirit is there taking record. What you say, what you think, where you go. So some people, they try to commit evil in the night. I say, ah. <laughs> in the night, darkness is uh, like a broad daylight. <laughs> Through our Lord Jesus Christ, our body can now again carry the glory terrestrial. See, the body we have from Adam, it cannot carry the glory terrestrial. Okay? It was a condemned body. But when Jesus redeemed the body, the body can now carry the glory terrestrial. And that's what he said in John seventeen twenty. I ask not only on behalf of these, but also on behalf of those who will believe in me through their word, that they may all be one as you, Father, are in me, so that the world may believe that you have sent me. Now, look at verse 22. And the glory that you gave me, that I brought back to the earth, that glory that Adam lost in the Garden of Eden, the glory that you gave me, to whom did I give it? I give to them. Yes. So you and I are supposed now, once you come to Christ, you have been positioned and repositioned to be able to carry the glory terrestrial. Okay? The glory that God gave to Adam at his creation. Say, the glory that you have given me, I have given them so that they may be one as we are one. Now, look at that oneness. I in them and you in me that they may become completely one. Okay, so now, this is the mystery of our calling. Okay, some people think that uh, oh, oh, they called me to just be coming to church. Indeed, we come to church, but church is an academy where we are trained to live the life to which we are called. Okay, Jesus said there is a unity and there is a union. Okay? God is in me. I am in God. Now, for these people coming, I am in them and they are in me. Okay? I always say, believers, this is how you judge this relationship. Okay? The whole purpose of this relationship is so that you and I can become one with who? 
God. Yes, that's the whole idea. You see, so so the, the, Jesus is the bridge. On the right side of Jesus, of our Lord Jesus, he is one with God. God is in him, he is in God. On the left side of our Lord Jesus, he is one with me. I am in Christ, Christ is in me. Okay, so now, how many people did algebra here? In algebra, they told us if A is equal to B and B is equal to C, therefore, A is equal to C. That's algebra. So, if I am one with Christ and Christ is one with God, therefore, through Christ, I have become one with God. That is the revelation. That's why when you understand it, it is an unbelievable privilege. It is an unbelievable privilege that I have become one with God through Christ. So that the way the purposes of God flowed through Christ, it is the same way the purposes of God will flow through Christ, through me, to fulfill the purposes of God on earth. That's what it's about. You see? I have become a important connection. Okay? So, God is now and then me to fulfill all his purposes. You see? Now, that gives me a sense of where I am in the chain of what God is doing on earth. So, you see, I position myself all the time. It's a choice I make so that the purposes of God can be fulfilled first in me and then through me everywhere i go i am his man i'm his agent there everywhere everywhere that's why the apostle paul said i am crucified with christ nevertheless i live and yet not i christ lives in me and the life i now live in the flesh i live by faith of the son of god who loved me and gave himself for me okay our lord jesus functioned here with the glory terrestrial that he received from the father he said in john 17 22 the glory you gave me i have given them this is the glory that empowers us to become one with god through christ that's what we call the four dimensional glory for god four dimensional glory you see i received the glory to produce glory okay and i will show it to you it's very important so that you don't consider yourself Oh, very ordinary. Nobody is ordinary. You know, you are here to produce glory for God. So that when God looks down, he says, Wow, Jesus, the Son of God, has done wonderful work amongst men. Now I have not just one Jesus, but many Jesuses all over the place who are ensuring that God is what? Glorified on the earth. Yes. So if you don't see yourself as somebody positioned to produce glory for God on the earth, then you will not take your Christian life seriously. You know, you'll be looking at it in terms of what I need, what I don't need, what I have, what I don't have. But when you see it in the context in which Jesus saw it, I came here not to do my own will, but the will of the Father who sent me. Yes, when you see it in that context, it is through the pursuit of the will of the Father that you produce glory for God. Now, let us quickly look at this. In John 13 verse 31, when Judas had gone out, Jesus said, 
the Son of Man is now what? Glorified. Okay? And God has been glorified in him. And if God has been glorified in him, God will also glorify the Son of Man in himself. And he will glorify him at once. Okay? So, let us look at these four glories that we are called to produce because we are in Christ. The first one is, the Son of Man is glorified. Yes. Jesus looked at the pain, the humiliation, the criminal by association revealed in the cross. You know, if you are passing the cross on the day of crucifixion, they say, ah, who are the people hanging there? What will they say? They must be what? Criminal. Yes, they must be criminals. You know, these are the people they hang there. Yes, Jesus suffered the humiliation of criminal by association. Okay? All of that. And then, Judas now left to go and betray him. Jesus said, now, the son of man is what? Yes. You know, can you imagine, you know, because you said no to that uh, bribe, you refused to sign the paper. Then they tell you that your letter of sack is coming tomorrow. And then you say, now, you know, okay, Chukwono is about to be, oh, when I receive my sack letter. <laughs> it's a total change of attitude. You see, when you see suffering for Christ as an opportunity to bring God glory. That there are people, that are still people on earth who are defiant and who are ready to suffer if need be so that they will prove that righteousness is the only way to live. You know, they're ready to take all that suffering. So Jesus said, you know, somebody who understood what was going to happen would have said, does he know that that thing is painful? Some people even suggested that Maybe oh, when they were nailing him to the cross, he didn't really feel, uh, uh, you know, he's uh, God now. That he wasn't paining him. <laughs> That's why he was just joking. Father, forgive them, for they do not know what they're doing. I said that somewhere. One boy said, they know what they're doing. You can say, Father, forgive them, oh, but don't add that they don't know what they're doing. Yes, they know what they're doing. <laughs> you know, so you see, but Jesus, knowing the fullness of the suffering, said, Now the Son of Man is about to be glorified. What was he seeing? Hebrews 12 2, looking unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him. What is that joy? If you and I are sitting here today. Yes, <laughs> that is the joy. <laughs> it's you and I, you know, Saturday evening, you could be anywhere doing anything, but you are sitting here today. That's the joy. That's the joy that was set before him. You know, because of that joy that was set before him, he said what? Endu the word is endure. You know, when they say somebody is enduring something, say, whoa. <laughs> you know, the, the preacher often says that some people, are enjoying their marriage. Abi? Other people are eh, suffering and smiling. <laughs> he said, who for the joy that was set before him, he endured the cross. 
He despised the shame, the humiliation of that association with criminals. And then what has happened now? He is sitting on the right hand of glory. That is it. So see, you and I looking at what has been prepared for those who are faithful to God, glory, honor, immortality. When we look at that, we say, well, let come what may. I will stay faithful to my God. That's it. So that glory, terrestrial. So the Son of Man is glorified. So everybody understands that. That God is going to reward that patience. He's going to reward that suffering. He's going to reward that humiliation. There is reward, okay? So because of that, that glory that is coming on that your sacrifice, ah, you endure it. Okay, so the Son of Man is glorified. Then the next one says, God is glorified in him. How is God glorified in him? Okay, everybody's buckling. They say, uh, bend or break, bend or break. Everybody's bending so they won't break. But finally, God finds a man, a woman like you and I sitting here today who have said, I will neither bend nor break. Okay? And we ride it through. No matter the suffering, no matter the denial, no matter the deprivation. A young lady came to me in London. She said, every time a boy comes and says he's interested in me, he will want us to go on a weekend date. And I, I will tell him, them, unless we are married, we can't do that too. And then they will just leave and go and uh, marry somebody else. And I will see all these, my friends, they've been going on those weekend dates. And now they're all, uh, mm-hmm. because the boys are telling me, you don't know what others are. Mm-hmm. And she was crying. I said, no, don't cry, my dear. When we get to heaven, everything will be revealed yes yes for them marriage was an end in itself so whatever they need to do to get married they will uh, do but for you heaven is important so if we cannot marry the way we should then let marriage uh, continue to stay on the shelf if this is the only way to marry then i will remain single how many people are ready for that a young lady came to me she was so annoyed that she was 35. She was single. I told her, I said, okay, you know what you're going to do now? We're going to go to God and say to him, Lord, even if I don't marry, you and I will still be friends. She said, I cannot pray such a prayer. <laughs> she said to me, I cannot pray. I said, no, I'm not saying you will not marry. I want you to say to God that marriage cannot break our relationship. You are too important to me. That even if I don't marry, it won't matter. He said, there's no way I can say such a prayer. I want to marry. That's what I want to tell him. I said, I know you want to marry. I know you want to marry. But I'm telling you about what God wants to... Yes. A lot of people think that prayer is what I want to say to God. No. Prayer is what God wants to hear. You see, Solomon told God what he wanted to hear. God was excited. He said to Solomon, I will give you what you ask for. And I will give you everything else you didn't ask for. So what you ask God for in prayer is very important. If you ask him what he wants to hear, ah, he will give you more than you ask for. But many people don't understand that. They think that by telling God what they want him to hear, that's what will get the door open. I say, no, you have to know God to be able to know what really works. Now, sometimes when something is so important to you, you have to put it down before God. 
so that then God can say, eh, what was it uh, you said you needed? It's okay, yeah, you have it now. Aha, that's what you need. What is that thing that you really said you needed? You have it now. You have it now. Okay, so, then third one is the, the first glory, like I said, is that our Lord Jesus is glorified through the betrayal of, by Judas. That is to say, understand, for the cross of Jesus glorified him before men and angels. Reveal the quality and depth of his self sacrificing love. This is why the Bible says in 2 Corinthians 5.14, For the love of Christ, what? Compels me. So when I go to Calvary, and I see his blood dropping, and I see that that blood dropping is writing a four-letter word, L-O-V and E. That, that's what it is. You see, when I see that, my heart breaks so that whatever he asked me to do, I will do. Because of what he did to get me to where I am with God. Yes, that's why he says the love of Christ compels me. That's what is driving me to make all the sacrifices I need to make so that God will always be glorified. Okay? The second glory is that God is glorified in him. Okay, because Jesus is the representative of God's love. For God so loved the world that he what? He gave his only begotten son. You You could even have imagined the tragedy that would befall the whole program. When Jesus got to the cross and he said, ah, this thing is too terrible. I don't think I can. Yes, heaven will stand at a standstill. Because the whole program will be thrown into chaos. That's why Jesus said, Father, if it be your will, let this cup pass. Nevertheless, not as I will, but what? As you will. Yes. Because Jesus said that. You and I are here today. Can somebody say amen to that? Okay. And then the next is that God is glorified. In our Lord Jesus, it's made clearer. In 1 John 4, 9, In this the love of God was manifested towards us, that God has sent his only begotten son into the world, that we might live through him. In this is love, not that we loved God, but that he loved us and sent his son to be the propitiation for our sins. Okay, so God is glorified in Christ. Then the third glory. It derives from the second. It says, because God is glorified in the Son of Man. Don't forget, it's not the Son of God. The Son of God came down from heaven to become the Son of Man. Okay? Because God is glorified in the Son of Man. God Almighty will now glorify the Son of Man in who? In himself. Wow! That's awesome. Don't forget that. Humanity fell, and then they became enemies. But now Jesus has come to redeem humanity. And as the representative of humanity, God is now glorifying the Son of Man in himself. The question is exactly what does that mean? What does it mean that God is glorifying the Son of Man in himself? Okay, to understand this, Remember that God is glorifying the Son of Man and not the Son of God. 
the Son of God, who is the living word, is already one with God, as we are told in John 1, 1 to 2. In the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. He was in the beginning with God. When he became a man, he revealed the glory terrestrial, full of grace and truth. As we are told in John 1.14, the word became flesh and dwelt among us. And we beheld his glory, the glory as the, of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. In his life on earth, our Lord Jesus, as the Son of Man, glorified the Father in a way that you and I can glorify the Father. In other words, what he did is not strange. It is something you and I can also do. This is revealed in John 17, 4. Jesus said in John 17, 4, I have glorified you on the earth. How? I have finished the work which you have given me to do. So, you know, you don't have to wonder how to glorify God on the earth. Just find out what God wants you to do in your family, in your office, in the church. Begin it, continue it, and what? Finish it. And then you bring glory to God. That's what Jesus said, you know. But if you don't even know what God wants you to do, ah, then the problem is real. <laughs> you know, because you must find out the will of God for your life. And then pursue it. Continue it and finish it. And then you glorify God. Can somebody say amen to that? What is the reward for living a life that glorifies God on the earth? It is that the son of man will also obtain divinity for my humanity. See, when I do exactly like Jesus did, then the glory will come upon me. Okay, the same glory that he had, which he said, the glory that you gave me, I have what? Given to them. That same glory will come upon my life. Okay? Sons of men will now become children of God through our Lord Jesus Christ. For he can restore the glory of God in man, which was lost at the fall of man. For all mankind. This is the message of Romans 5.18. Therefore, the Bible says, just as one man's trespass led to condemnation for all, so one man's act of righteousness leads to justification and life for all. For just as by one man's disobedience, the many were made sinners, so by the one man's obedience, the many will be made what? Righteous. Yes, that's what Jesus came to do, to create this transformation and provision. This message is clearly seen in John fourteen twenty. Ever since I saw John fourteen twenty many years ago, it completely changed my life and what part of my life did it change how i see myself okay look at john 14 20 jesus said when i'm raised to life again <laughs> some versions say at that day what that day is some translation says at the resurrection because that's when jesus the man put on what immortality you see he put on that immortality and then he can enter rooms that are closed you can never lock door against him he will enter you know but if you give him rice he will still eat and you won't see the rice passing you say ah, it's a ghost you can see the rice going down no you won't see the rice going down it's still a body but that body has been transformed and made immortal okay so jesus said on that day 
when the immortality is revealed, you will make a discovery. What is that discovery? That I am in my father and you are in me and I am in you. Okay? In other words, you have entered into union with God. You know, God is eternal. You have entered into immortality through Christ. You know, it's an amazing. And so, you see, when you enter into spiritual warfare, one of the things that help you in contention with devil is who you are. You know, uh, um, when you don't know who you are, you know, they will be saying, Rono, 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 they're coming, Rono. So who are the people that are coming? Ah, this place is infested with devils. Ah, now let us... uh, uh But if you know who you are, they're coming. (laughs) Did they know who I am? Did they know who I am? That I have become one with God. Through who? Christ, yes. How dare them threaten me? You don't even dare. Ah, you don't even dare. Because of who I have become. I have become one with God through Christ. You cannot intimidate me. You cannot frighten me. No, you can't. That's why that John said in 1 John 4, 4, you have overcome them. Because greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. Many people, even though they're in church, they still don't know who they are. They still don't know. But the moment you know who you are, see, nobody can threaten you. Don't do it. I will go to Okidikwa Waterside for you. If I come back, if I go to Okidikwa Waterside and come back, ah, others will say, I go to Okija for you. I'll go to Okija. I say, okay, go to Okija. When you come back, you will tell me what they told you there. (laughs) You know, this is why Jesus said to the Jews, you will know the truth and the truth will what? Make you free. You will dare everyone and anyone. So the resurrection of Jesus Christ is the proof that the son of man is the son of God. And so the sons of men through the son of man have become what? Children of God. Yes. That's what the resurrection proves. And we see that in Romans chapter 1 from verse 3. The gospel concerning his son who was descended from David according to the flesh and was declared to be the son of God with power according to the spirit of holiness. By what? By his resurrection from the dead. The moment Jesus rose from the dead, the son of man began and the son of God were identified. It's not that Jesus didn't know it. It's for us to know. That through, when Jesus rose from the dead, the evidence is there that the Son of God is the same as the Son of Man. And so when we have become one with the Son of Man, then we have become one with the Son of God. And so we have become one with who? With God. Yes. And that has a monumental implication, particularly in spiritual warfare. Okay. So through our Lord Jesus Christ, we have become one with God because God has glorified the Son of Man in himself. Those who have become one with Christ have become one with God. Can somebody say amen to that? This is the intention of God from eternity. Yes, it's not something that came as as an emergency. No, this is the original intention of God. 
to restore sons of men so that you and I can become children of God. That's the original intention of God. And where do we see that? That's what we see in Romans 8, 29. For whom he foreknew. In other words, it didn't happen today. God knew that this is the way it will run. Whom he foreknew, he did what? Predestined. Okay? Now, he didn't predestine John and Mary. No. He predestined all those who come to God through Christ. Okay? It's not an individual thing. So that nobody can say, you see, the reason why I'm going to hell is that God did not destine me to go to... Uh, there's no such thing. No. He predestined all those who will come to Christ by their own choice to be conformed to the image of who? Christ. So somebody is saying, I really don't understand this Christian life. I really don't understand what God wants me to do. Say, no. What God wants you to do is clear in the Bible. What does he want you to do? From the day he saved you, he wants you to become like who? Yes. Wants you to become like Jesus. So everybody has the same uh, uh, goal, the same agenda. If you're an engineer, through your engineering, become like uh, Christ. If you're a housewife, through your housewifery, okay? Yes. Become like who? Christ. If you're a doctor, through your practice of medicine, let Christ be what? Revealed through you. Okay? Everybody has the same goal. If you are a house girl, through your domestic services, let Christ be revealed. Okay? Everybody has the same goal. If you are a pastor, if you are an evangelist, if you are a bishop, if you are an archbishop, now, which is next? The Pope himself, through your ministry, let Christ be what? Revealed. That is what it is. Everybody has the same goal. That is why we will have the same goal, but the path is different. Because the way a doctor will reveal Christ may not be the same way a, a housewife will reveal Christ. Yes, because they don't face the same type of uh, challenges. Yes, yes. So a housewife that is revealing Christ, it will not say to the house girl, ah, you ate two pieces of meat. Ah, are you mad? Do you eat two pieces of meat uh, in your house? Two pieces, two whole pieces. And then she will go on. Uh, oh yeah. Have you seen people who talk like that? No, you haven't seen. Ah, that's good. Ah, the housewife in uh, Father's Church are wonderful people. Oh. <laughs> Hey, glory, hallelujah. <laughs> okay. Yes, that conformity to the image of Christ, it leaves everybody with the same challenge. So, what we can do for each other is, you can come to me, say, nah, I've just started practice of medicine. How does a doctor reveal uh, Christ in their work? You know, I sent my people to go to teaching hospitals to tell them that if they have kidney patients, you know, we can come and carry them to treat them. So the people came back and said that the young doctors I met there, they asked them, so if I'm sending, calling you and sending these patients, what will I be? Eh? Ah, is this just to be sending to you, sending to you? I said, you're yeah, sending because you want them to get well. Yes. You want them to get help. 
That is your own satisfaction. He said, ah, nobody they send like that too. <laughs> so you rather not send them so they will die because you are not going to get uh, uh, you see now. So you see, all these things are, are happening. You know, people don't realize that you and I are called to reveal Christ. You know, no matter where you are, the goal is the same. Be conformed to the image of Christ. So everywhere you are, what will Jesus do in this my position? Yes, what will Jesus do? How will he handle this type of situation? And that's what you are praying about all the time. A lady said to me that um, she was uh, bid for a contract and the people gave her a deadline. But then she ordered the thing. The thing hadn't come. And the people called her. And she knows that um, the easiest thing was to tell them a lie. Okay? But then she said she started praying. She started praying. Lord, I must not tell a lie. Lord, I must not tell a lie. Lord, I'm saying I must not tell a lie. So she picked up the phone. The people asked her this and that. They didn't ask her when the good is coming. So she dropped the phone. So that is it. Said, Lord, I must not tell a lie. So the God did is he made sure they didn't ask her. You see? So unless you have this determination to glorify God, you won't get that type of testimony now. You know, because some of you, oh, they call you, just tell them that uh, the sheep had a, a problem. They didn't find the space to dock. Whether it is true or not is a material. How would they come from there to find out what is happening? And then most people who are in church and they come to night vigil, they will tell it like that. You know, we have a saying in Iboland. They say, when you come to like Abuja now, and I tell you that in our village, when you wake up in the morning, one angel wave like this to you and say, good morning. Say, your village, say, ah, that your village is uh, wonderful. Why am I telling you that? Because I know you will not come to my village. <laughs> you will not come to my village to find out whether it is true. So in a place they say, the lie told in a foreign land, there's no way to find out. <laughs> oh, Lord. Okay. Our Lord Jesus, you see, the Bible tells us that our Lord Jesus brought many sons to glory. Now, Hebrews 2, 10 and 11. In bringing many sons to glory, it was fitting that God, for whom and through whom everything exists, should make the author of their salvation perfect through suffering. Both the one who makes men holy and those who are made holy are of the same what? Family. So Jesus is not ashamed to call you and I what? Brothers, yes. So he put on humanity in order to bring glory to humanity so that man can be glorified to then glorify God in everything. That's the, the calling. Okay, very quickly now. The Lord God Almighty glorified our Lord Jesus in himself so that the same glory will come on anyone and everyone who is in Christ and who strives to be conformed daily to the image of Christ. Can somebody say amen to that? So when we strive daily to be conformed into the image of Christ, the glory obtained by our Lord Jesus from our Father in heaven, it will come upon us. Can somebody say amen to that? Okay, very quickly, as we bring this to a close, glory, honor, and immortality. We have spent considerable time looking at the glory. The honor is similar to the glory. As revealed by our Lord Jesus himself in John 5, 41. 
I do not receive honor from men. I went to a church and they were talking about honor. And they were saying that honor is how people respect you. I said, ah, how people respect you. Honor from men. Honor from men is for sale. Oh, yes. Ah, if I fill my pocket now with the new Naira and I come out there as people are coming out of the church, I'm just uh, handing out, handing out, handing out. The next Sunday when I come to church, ah, the man has come. Everybody's running. Yes. It's for sale. Jesus said, I do not receive honor from men. I know. But that's what some people live for. Honor from men. What are they fighting for? Ah, respect by men. You know, how they will do this, how they will do that, how they will do that. Jesus said, I do not receive honor from men. So, that's his, our example. Okay? And then further, he said, but I know you, that you do not have the love of God in you. I have come in my father's name and you do not receive me. If another comes in his own name, you will receive him. Then verse 44. How can you believe? Who receive honor from? Yes, I'm just sharing honor about myself. Okay, here you meet uh, Professor this and that and that. And then the professor gets up. Well, the man he introduced me is also an erudite. Uh, yeah, that's uh, just exchanging. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, honestly how can you believe who receive honor from one another and you do not seek the honor that comes from who from God yes that one is not for sale when God honors you nobody can take it from you nobody can take it from you okay so how many of us in church are running around seeking the honor that men give we feel so honored when men honor us but we do not care about the honor that God gives to those who walk daily in his will, controlled by a deep and fervent love for God. Our theme says, Romans 2.7, for this uh, celebration, eternal life to those who by patient continence in doing good, they seek. It doesn't come to them freely. They seek for glory. Okay? This glory and honor that come from God and immortality. The reward is immortality. The pursuit is the glory and honor that comes from God. This pursuit is practical. Okay? We reveal that we are on this path through patient continuance in doing good. What does that mean? The answer is in Romans chapter 8 verse 5. For those who live according to the flesh, they set their minds on the things of the flesh. But those who live according to the spirit. The things of the spirit. For to be carnally minded is death. For to be spiritually minded is life and peace. Because the carnal mind is enmity against God. For it is not subject to the law of God. Nor indeed can be. So next verse says. Therefore those who are in the flesh. They cannot please God. Whatever they do. Whatever they do not do. Okay, I'll give you a simple example. We want to uh, 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 say change the AC. AC is not what we want to change. It's okay. Those of you, if you bring five million for this AC, your seat will change. We'll put seat on the... Mm, so that when we come into church, 
We will see the people who brought uh, five million and above. Okay, we put seat for you there. You know. And then tomorrow, the pastor announces, we have got already 30 million. So six people have... Uh, but before, they said, bring five million, God will bless you. Nah, these people are not serious. But when they say, bring it to sit in front, you say, yes, that's a very good uh, idea. Mm, that's a very good idea. That's how some people are. If you will not mention them, they don't give anonymous. <laughs> they do not give anonymous. Mm-mm. There must be a way of acknowledging uh, how, how can somebody be giving money, you know, and his person, nobody's even uh, eh, Hey, now wow for this place. You know, I need to go to somewhere where any penny you bring, Pastor will say, Well, we welcome uh, Brother John, is one of the great financiers of this place. <laughs> That's the sort of thing uh, I'm saying. You know, honor, honor. So that when I'm coming in, you know, people are turning around. And that's that man who is financier, financier. <laughs> that's the only thing some people know. Honor. They must get that honor. You know, you were in um, a PDP. Hey, yeah. You know, you've lost the election. Nah. How can I spend four years in the wilderness? It's time I cross uh, crossover. Well, they said the man is, they say, whatever the man is, you know, I need to be honored. Four years in the wilderness. Mm. That is it. That's how some people are, you know. They call them Ajib. You know what Ajib is? Uh-huh, Ajib. <laughs> Ajib. Any government in power. Whatever they need to do to be relevant, they will do, you know. So it's important for you and I to understand this, okay? So, to bring this to a close, you and I need that terrestrial glory so that we can bring God glory on the earth. Okay? So Jesus said to them, Peace I give to you as the Father has sent me. That's John twenty twenty one. So have I sent you. The Bible said when he has said that, what did he do? He breathed on them and said what? Receive the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is the spirit of glory. See? When he comes upon you and takes you over, like he took Jesus over, ah, your life will be filled with glory. Oh, yes. You see, he he led Jesus into the wilderness, and then Jesus is coming out of the wilderness of temptation in the spirit, filled with the spirit. He arrives at Nazareth. What did he say? The spirit of the Lord is where? Upon me. Yes. So, brethren, this is a very, very important theme we have chosen. Those who with patient continuance in the pursuit of the will of God. What are they seeking for? Glory, honor, and what? Immortality. Tomorrow we'll look at immortality. Because a lot of people, when they hear immortality, what are they thinking of? When they, eh, after, ah, when you die, I hope I'll go to heaven, heaven, heaven. I said, no, immortality is where? Here, here and now. So come tomorrow and we will share that. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord.
Okay, bow your head, bow your head. Let us talk to him. Say, Lord, release upon me the glory terrestrial. You redeemed me so that I can be a carrier of glory. Give me grace to be patient in well-doing and continue in well-doing every day of my life. Continue to walk in the will of God. Continue to love the Lord. Continue to serve the Lord with joy. Let glory be revealed so that as I fulfill the will of God, the fourfold glory will kick in. The Son of Man is glorified. God is glorified in him. God is glorifying him in himself and God will glorify him at once. Let that always be my testimony. That God is glorifying himself because of me. And he's glorifying himself immediately. As I finish walking in any episode of my life, in the full purposes of God, God is glorified. Let that be my testimony. All the days of my life. For it's in Jesus' precious name I pray. You've been listening to a message from the Father's Church. We are sure you've been blessed. We invite you to worship with us at Eden Center, Barnex Squarimpa Expressway, near Next Kashinkari, Abuja. 9 a.m. on Sundays and 6 p.m. on Wednesdays. For telephone, 09 290 9000 or 703 15 8404. You can find us online at www.thefatherschurchonline.org. God bless you.